Blog Talk Radio. Romans 2 and 5. Nope. The righteous judgment of the Most High, who will yep. render unto every man according to his nope. deeds, to them who by patience continue in yep. some well-doing seek nope. for glory and honor and immorality, yep. eternal life. But unto them that are nope. contentious and do not obey the yep. truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath. You an African-American? Nope. You believe that's your heritage? Yep. Do you know who you are? Nope. King, queen? Yep. Nigga with back? Nope. Do you shine like a star? Yep. Think they gon' say it? Nope. We gon' expose them? Yep. Yeah. They gon' take your life? Nope. So many secrets in the vault? Yep. Do this knowledge cost? Nope. Hop in the book to my? Yep. Do you follow these laws? Nope. Do they still exist? Yep. Have time to wait? Who's 
from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose the most? I see it's to choose. Two sides to choose from. You got to choose one. Who you gonna choose? Who you gonna choose? Got to choose. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, alright, alright. You're gonna learn today. Alright, 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 alright. <clears throat> shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom and good evening. Let me check my microphone here. Hello, 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 hello. Alright, cool. It still seems like it's a little bit low. It still seems like it's the, the volume is a little bit low. But since I'm trying. Uh, I'm trying to get trying to get things correct, trying to get things going um, uh, with the with the microphone, with the volume and everything. I'm, I'm gonna get it together. All right, I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together. Uh, let me turn this all the way up just to make sure. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. All right, shalom. Welcome once again to another episode of Bible Talk. All right, uh, it's been it feels like it's been a minute. It feels like it's been a while um, as we have President's Day this this weekend on Monday. So um, my, my timing with this week, uh, you know, I, I, I feel a little bit off, ki- ki- what's off, off kilter. I feel a bit off, all right, that, that uh, I'm still, you know, I'm expecting that. Tazapot about Tuesdays. Tazapot about Tuesdays. Tazapot about Tuesdays. But here we are, all right? Here we are. It is Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. All right, so shalom, 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 shalom. <clears throat> all right, uh, go ahead and get the introductions out of the way, as you know. Uh, we are associated with uh, several schools across the country, all right? Uh, here in San Antonio, uh, we are associated with the Sword of Truth San Antonio, located at 4444 Walsham Avenue, suite number 201, San Antonio, Texas, 78218, being the address here. Uh, the classes here are held every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 7.30 p.m. to 10.30 p.m., and then a Sabbath class on Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Uh, if, if you can't actually make it to the class, you can catch them on their YouTube channel at Sword of Truth San Antonio. Okay, at Sword of Truth San Antonio. All right, for our school, and if you're in the Houston area, Houston, Texas area, the school is located at 231 FM Road 1092, Stafford, Texas 77477. The name of the school in Houston is SOW Houston, Texas. The stream of wisdom, right? The stream of wisdom. We're all Hebrew Israelites, right? Uh, we're all Hebrew Israelites. We all believe in the Bible. We all believe in the truth. Um, just these just different different names of different camps, different churches, different schools that we have. Okay. Um, so our uh, SOW Houston, uh, the stream of wisdom, is located. Okay, got got location. They have classes every Monday and Wednesday, right? From 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And again on Fridays, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And then they have a Saturday ceremony, right, uh, every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. You can catch up live on their YouTube channel, which would be the SOW Houston, Texas, the Stream of Wisdom, every Wednesday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., right? That's tonight, as a matter of fact. They're broadcasting live right now, right? They're broadcasting live right now on their YouTube channel. Um, SOW Houston, Texas Stream of Wisdom. So we invite you to please uh, check check out all of our, uh, the schools, check out all the classes, um, and like you know, like everybody, help get the algorithm up, help get the algorithm up by subscribing, liking, and sharing um, all the YouTube channels. So we help just get this message out, all right? So we help get this this word out, so we can finally get the hell on that Christ will come finally come and get us. Uh, we can wake up that 144,000, get everybody sealed. 
and we can finally go home. All right, the, the destruction can come, Armageddon can come, and we can go home. All right. So again, finishing up with our class schedule uh, for Houston, um, they, they're on live right now um, at uh, SOW Houston, Texas, streaming wisdom uh, from 7 p.m. 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And again on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. All right. Check them out. All right. Check them out. Brothers and the families are doing an excellent job. The edification, the understanding is 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 superb. And I mean, you you feel the love of of, of the class, and you feel the love of the teachers um, as they're really trying to reach out. All right. It's not plastic. It's not it's not um uh it's, it's done willingly. All right. The class is really taught willingly and not by constraint. So please check them out. All right. Um, again, the brother Quatrezad, the brother Lakarab, uh, uh, Shafak, they are really doing some outstanding work out there in Houston, as well as San Antonio. Please check them out, okay? For our school in the Norfolk, Virginia area, uh, which is located at 2610 Granby Street, Norfolk, Virginia, 23517, mini address there. Our classes there in Norfolk are every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Now, mind you, these are Eastern Standard Times now, okay? Eastern Standard Times. Um, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then they have a, the excellent Sabbath service that they do every Saturday starting at 12 p.m., all right? Um, you catch their classes live on Facebook Live every Tuesday and Thursday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and then their YouTube channel every Friday from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. And they catch the Sabbath ceremony um, Sabbath service every Saturday starting at 12 noon, all right? And that's uh, SOW, Stream of Wisdom, Norfolk, Virginia, for their YouTube channel, okay? So the same address, the same title for the Norfolk, for the um, the Facebook Live, all right? Same channel for the Facebook Live. SOW, Norfolk, Virginia, Stream of Wisdom on Facebook, okay? For our school in the Rochester, New York area, um, located at 1600 Lyle Avenue, street number 1A, Rochester, New York, 14606, bring the address there. They have classes as well every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., again, Eastern Standard Time, and then again on Saturdays starting at 10 a.m. Reach out to uh, the Brother Priest Zayanala up there at area code 757-762-3917. Um, and their YouTube channel is SOW Rochester, New York, Stream of Wisdom. All right, invite you please check check, check out uh, all the media sources and the information. We're, we're trying to help disseminate. I'm trying to get my vocabulary. I'm trying to disseminate uh, this this information uh, to everybody, so we can you know be able to get to the same mind and the same judgment, so we can get home, y'all. I want to go home. Right, I want to go home. I know that that uh, uh, boys and men uh, uh, had that song uh, uh, going home. And it, you know, it just resonated with me. Not only because I was in the Navy at the time, but just that song, like, can we go home? Let's go home. And I'm not talking about to Albuquerque, where I'm originally from. I'm talking about let's go home to Zion. Let's go back home. And let, let's, let's make Dad happy. Let's get Dad happy. So Dad will finally send Big Brother Jesus Christ so we can go home. So we can finally go home. All right? Um, our other YouTube channels is the Hidden Truth Bible Show, the Israelite Media Corps, Five Minutes of Wisdom, and Hidden Books, all right? Um, those are our YouTube channels. Uh, we invite you to check them out. Um, also invite you to check out um, uh, our brothers on Facebook, also the Fountain of Wisdom, all right? The Fountain of Wisdom, led by our brother Mike Allah, Dr. Michael Ben Israel. Um, check them out. They do the Torah readings every Sabbath, all right? It is just straight Torah 
every Sabbath. They're on their seventeenth cycle of going over the Torah, and just like a just like a book, just like a movie, um, you, you find more and more as they call Easter eggs. You find more and more as you keep reading and keep going over things, things you missed before. I mean, the Most High keeps revealing Himself on I mean on so many different levels. So please check them out. Uh, don't don't take this mentality of a lot of Israelites of getting bored with going over the Torah. So now it's time to reach out, branch out, and find more information. Brothers and sisters, real quick, don't forget Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, all right? Um, as I pull it up here on my, on my east ward, let's not forget Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, because this is what happens as you read the history of the Israelites. This is what we keep doing, all right? That we keep doing the opposite of this right here. So in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, this, now mind you, this was, was, was being given to us as we were about to enter into the promised land. After, after completing the 40 years uh, in the wilderness, after our, our freedom from Egypt, going through the 40 years in the wilderness, now we're about to enter into the promised land, into the actual blessing of God. And this is what, this is what it says, y'all, in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. All right? That we don't, the problem with Israelites, as we look through our history, is that we keep letting go of the book of the law. And just like, you know, how, how, how the serpent beguiled Eve in the beginning, that there's got to be a greater wisdom. There's got to be something more to it. There's got to be something deeper to it. No, brothers and sisters, it really isn't. It, it, it really isn't. Remember, Christ came and warned us. When he, when he, let me find that scripture. As I said, just, just uh, talking. Let's let the Bible do the talking, right? Hence the name of our show, right? You know, uh, sound like a really Hebrew. Right? Right? Um, S-T, S-T-R-A-I, strain. Let me just go see if I can find that right there. That's a strain. Yep. In Matthew chapter 23, verse 24. All right. The book of Matthew chapter 23, verse 24, which does record the words of Christ. All right. Which does re- record the words of Christ. Remember what Christ said. Again, these are the words of the Lord and Savior. All right. And look at what he says. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel, that the small things... It's hard for us to deal with the small things, and we keep trying to go for the bigger picture. There's got to be a greater wisdom. There's got to be something deeper. There's got to be something more to it. But it really isn't. It really isn't. It really isn't. Let's stop straining at gnats and trying to swallow a camel, and let's go back and get the, you know, like they say, um, and it's crazy that they, they even have a saying like this in the world. But the devil's in the details. I don't even know why they would say some shit like that, but there's a simplicity that we're supposed to have in Christ, all right? That if we think about it, P-L-I-C-I-T-Y. When we go to 2 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 3, all right? Just going straight to the point. In 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 3, our brother Paul, Right, our brother Paul, our teacher Paul, he, he's, he's trying to put us up on game, y'all. He's trying, he's, trying, he's trying to pull out coattails. He says, but I fear, lest by any means, 
as the serpent beguiled Eve through his, his subtility, so that your minds should be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ, that we get away that Christ really is simple. The law really is simple, but we keep looking for something deeper, something more to match our own desires, our own wants, our own um, uh, delusions. I'm going to say it like that, to, to match our own delusions instead of just sticking to, I mean, it's really easy. God's way is really easy. We keep trying to just bring our own opinion into the mix, and that's where the confusion starts. That's where the confusion comes from. God is not confusing. All we got to do is, is do what he says. It's that easy. It really is that easy. And where does it start at? The book of the law. Right? The book of the law, which is not supposed to depart out of our mouths. All right? So I'm, I'm saying all this, brothers and sisters, not just for all the classes that we do uh, on the different YouTube media uh, sources or the actual schools that we that we going through and we, we set up uh, or here on blog talk or whatever it might be. Um, but and even for like, um, as I'm discussing uh uh, the brother Michael Allah and Aisha White Desire, as they do the uh, the tour readings every Saturday, in addition to each of the camps, each of the schools doing a Sabbath class or ceremony, um, we can't get away from the law, y'all. And and, and they take on this mentality that oh that's boring, oh I've read that already. I'm um, what, as 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 a as a teacher, one thing that that really really. And not that I'm anybody. It's not about it's something rubs me the wrong way at all. I, I am absolutely a nobody. Okay, I'm absolutely a, a nobody. But think about this, y'all. You have people that have studied this Bible for decades. I mean, studied not just on, on a on a Sunday at Sunday school have somebody keep telling you about the same Bible stories, but have really dedicated their 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 their, their minds, their lives. To studying, to meditating, to reading, to 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 to, to study, like 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 uh, Paul told Timothy, study to show that approved unto God, a worker who needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And I, I made a whole series about that. We've done a whole series about studying to make sure you're going through the Bible the right way. All right, that that if not, please, brothers and sisters, I, I I'm losing words right now. Because I, I am getting, you know, uh, emotional, and that my emotion that I was coming from. There's so many people. You, you, we think that we got it, and and uh, we think we got it, and we don't, y'all. And this is what even our brother Paul had to tell us there. Um. Again, First Corinthians chapter eight and verse two. All right, First Corinthians chapter eight and verse two, and it says, um, "And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know." That at the time we really think we know this, and we and we we got this unlocked. There's so to say that to say that we know what what to do and what's going on is to say that we figured God out. All right, that that we that God. Who is the Alpha and the Omega? God, who was the beginning and the end. God, who was, was He was here before time, which is a hard concept to really even comprehend. God was here before there was time. 
to think that now, especially if all you do is study just or read the New Testament, to think that now you understand God or that we understand God, that, that really is a smack in the face to, to the people of the Bible, the heroes of the Bible, the scholars of the Bible who dedicated their lives to making sure, who, who shed their blood to make sure that we would have the Bible, to make sure that the, the histories and the prophecies would be written down in the book. And here we are, and we, we casually, cavalierly, just kind of, you know, and then for it to seem like it, it, it's the, to read the Bible is getting on your nerves, that it's really an inconvenience to read. I mean, for all the people who suffered, who were martyred, um, to be witnesses as the servants of God, the servants of Christ, and to make sure that the Bible got to us to, to, to today, um, February 21st, 2024, and to think that because I, I, I know a few Bible hymns, I know a few Bible stories, and like, I'm on some level. I got this already. I, I, already, I, I, I know the mysteries of, of, of heaven. Brother and sisters, that, that really is a, a, a juvenile, childish way of looking at things. And to, 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 to be like, no, I'm not, we're not going to read the Torah again. Well, that's the foundation, y'all. That's where the foundation, that's where it starts. And again, if you, if you have any construction skills or whatever, if your foundation is weak, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, why, for, for the architecture, for, 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 for the construction work that was done, for whoever those, those, those carpenters were that built the Leaning Tower of Pisa, because you didn't take the time to make sure the foundation was secure. That this foundation was firm. That the foundation was good. You are forever known throughout history as the idiots that built. And I'm sure when y'all built the, the, the Tower of Pisa, Pisa, it was not meant to be known as the Tower of Pisa. It was just to be a building. Because you didn't mind, didn't want to take care of the details of when he was building it is known around the world as the Leaning Tower of Pisa. And I, I guess I could go and, you know, we could go and, and search out who, who was the, the construction company that was hired to build, it, to build the tower. And we actually get the names of the men who built the damn thing to know that this is what y'all did. This is, this is what's on y'all's resume. Because you didn't want to take the time to, to do to, th to do things right the first place. You know, we have too many examples throughout history of, of and us getting away from the scriptures, us getting away from the book of the law of God, where we keep making our mistakes. All right, where we keep making our mistakes. So to come back now and get into all the different sources uh, that are available to you to get into the Bible, to learn the Bible, all the, the YouTube channels, all the media sources, all, all, um, all the, the websites that are out here. For you to actually learn the Bible, to learn the prophecies of the Bible, see where the prophecies match with history in the Bible, 
all these things are available at your at your fingertips so that you can really know what you're doing and, and the right way of, of doing things is there, but we don't take advantage of it. And that's sad. That is sad. Again, I don't want to make this a blade session. I don't want to make this. I really do not want to make this a blade session. Just that that's just sticking to me, y'all. That 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 just this thought right now is getting to me. That we really think that we got this and that that and, and unfortunately there are Israelites who have that mentality that we're going over the Torah again. Are we gonna read the Bible again? Like like getting God's word is is a burden. To hear the instructions from the creator of the universe on how to do things the right way is a burden. We, we might want to do like Ice Cube said. We might want to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. All right? You know, just saying. So, uh, with, with that being said, brothers and sisters, as, as you might know, the school here in San Antonio... Um, in association with, with the Stream of Wisdom, they will be honoring the Passover congregation. The congregating of the Passover will be March 31st, which happens to be Easter. Sunday, March 31st, which happens to be Easter. They rented the hall out uh, for us to be able to congregate, all right, um, because Easter Sunday, just about everybody's off work Easter Sunday. So uh, it just became kind of convenient that that's a day that we can try and get the most out of, but we can all come together and honor the Sabbath. We can honor the, the actually just coming together and eating the Passover meal. All right. But the actual Passover date is actually not until April 21st. All right. The actual Passover date is April 21st. So we will we'll, we'll, to get the, the, the convocation or the congregating of actually just, just, you know, trying to get as many people together as possible to, as, to recognize or to uphold that us coming together and, and uh, um, eating together will be March 21st, 31st, I'm sorry, 31st, here in San Antonio, all right? But the actual Passover date is April 21st, all right? The actual Passover date is April 21st. Um, I please, I, I implore you, reach out to Brother Aisha Wajaza, all right? The Brother Aisha Wajaza, um, if you know him, he's a brother's brother, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a friend's friend, and he's that uncle. He's that he's that father figure. He'll get, get in your ass, all right, when, when you're messing up. And, it, again, done completely out of love, completely out of love. Uh, please reach out to him, area code 505-218-4218. Area code 505-218-4218. This brother stays on top of the high holy days, all right? I, I, and anybody who knows Ice, you get a chance to meet Ice. You know, Ice is is the quintessential Levite, all right? He's the quintessential Levite. And he loves the most size creation, right? He loves, he adores the most size creation. And so with, with that, being, being very in tune with nature, he's very on top of the calendar. Now, he's very on top of the Hebrew calendar. So please reach out to Brother Aisha Wajazah. <clears throat> Again, Eric code 505-218-4218, all right? Um, <clears throat> uh, for details on what day the actual Passover is, how we came up with that and everything, I mean, he's got that unlocked. And he's, he's, he's also researched with other elders from other camps so that we have the same mind and the same judgment, doing nothing for vainglory, but wanting to really have Israel associate as much together, unify as much together as possible. Please reach out to Brother Ice White Desire. All right? Please reach out to Brother Ice, your white Desire, up there in the ABQ. 
But let's just give me one second. There's a name I need to add to my prayer list. Um, let me pull up here. <clears throat> and yeah, uh, you know, it's funny, brothers and sisters, uh, as I'm looking this up. Um, what's crazy is here in San Antonio, the weather is is changing for the better. Today, it was I think it was definitely 80 degrees today here in San Antonio. Beautiful day. Beautiful day. Um, and I don't know, you know, from the weather changes or, or, or what's going on, but yeah, I'm starting to feel, you know, my sinus is starting to act up a little bit. It's starting to get a little scratch in the back of my throat. So yeah, I've already started going back over, uh, re-drinking the, the, uh, uh, the COVID cocktails, uh, trying to get it down because, yep, it's, it is that time. So you might hear me sound a little bit kind of stuffed up, um, get the little scratch in the back of my throat. It is here. It is here. But I wanted to get this name here added to the uh, – I had a, a request for a name to be added to the prayer list. And let me do this here. All right, this is the part of the show, brothers and sisters, where we do offer up uh, uh, we offer prayers uh, uh, for everybody. You know, there's a prayer list I've been, I've been compiling, and like I've said in many other shows before, um, in, in, in going over this, uh, brothers and sisters, if, if you, you might not be able to tell just from, from listening to me over the blog talk or what have you, I hate the spotlight. I cannot stand the spotlight. I can't stand being the center of attention. I don't want to be recognized, right? I've, to, 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 to making a lot of people around me pissed off about it. I don't want to be recognized. I don't like being called elder. I don't like being called recognized as as anybody. Let me just be Brother Mashaba. Let me just, I don't have to be a brother. Just let me, just let me be Mashaba, all right? I'm saying that, brothers and sisters, that in putting together this prayer list, by no means is just to say that I am an extra holy man. I'm more holy and more right than anybody else. Or to look at me in any type of special light, like, look, oh. Look at him. Look at look at what the look look at what look at what the what what Mashaba is doing. He put together the prayer list. That is not what I'm doing this for, brothers and sisters. I need help. I need the most high's help. And the most high gives us clues. He gives us keys. How to get his help. How to get his assistance. Think about others. Don't pray for yourself. Don't be about you. Put others first. That is the quickest way to get the most high on your side to come help you in whatever it is you got going on. So if it, I guess in that means or in that mindset, I guess I am being selfish. I need help. I need the most high's help. I need the most high's assistance. So I'm trying to do those things that make him happy, that he will help me out. Right? That he helped my family out. Because there's situations, brothers and sisters, that only the most high can help can help help in. Man can't do it. Right? Man can't do it. There's in some situations there's no no amount of money that's gonna help. We need the most size help. I need the most size help. So I want to do those things that are pleasing him. And one of the things that he does say is, let me put others first. Let me put others first. 
So that's the reason for compiling the prayer list, brothers and sisters. Um, and hopefully you might might want to uh, borrow um, from that example, um, emulate uh, that example, and pray for others. You know, we, we're taught so much to just pray for ourselves and for, for and, and for the things we want and the things that we're going through, and we don't pray for others. We don't seek another's wealth to make sure that they're straight, make sure they're good. So this is me trying to put that in practice, and it's not to, to shout at nobody or put nobody else down. Just, I need help. I need help. All right? I need help. So, in this prayer list, um, here it goes. It says, the Most High, in the name of Christ, please listen to us now, right now. Please send your Holy Spirit of mercy and peace to watch over, to bless, to heal, to strengthen, to help, to protect, to build up, and to deliver. And Father, we ask that you might bless and that you might keep. Father, we ask that you, might, that you might make your face to shine upon and that you might be gracious. Father, please lift up your countenance up and, give, and give peace unto Naya, the wife of our brother Yahweh here in San Antonio. To Ayana, the wife of our brother Awana Aya, also here in San Antonio. To the sister Bobby Dixon. To the sister Sierra Leak, who is the daughter of our brother David. To our brother, the, the Ama and the Ama and Abba, Thalmon and his wife Waradaya, also here in San Antonio. To our friends in Albuquerque, uh, Father, to Becky, to Darrow, and to Becky's sister Carmen. To the entire Lubbock family, Father, my in-laws, including uh, Aunt Sally, uh, Ernestine Morris, Charlie Westbrook, and Edna Jackson. Father, uh, we, we lift up to you the Coates family, including our brother Shapar, and in, including his brother Rashwan. Um, Father, we lift up to you our brother Dawan Mayam out there in Houston, and his entire family, including uh, Shariah, Shariah and Beniah. Father, we lift up to you our brother Dawan here in, in San Antonio also, um, West Beverly, the original brother with the sword of truth. Father, we lift up to you... Um, uh, Cece, who happens to be the daughter of our brother Tazapah and his wife Arakaya. Father, we lift, we, lift up, we lift up unto you the, the, the daughter of our brother Gabarkawa, his daughter Aiza Lee. And Father, we lift, we lift up unto you two children. We lift up unto you Aliyah and Yeshaya, who happen to be the children of our brother Barabad and his wife Quadashaya. Father, we lift up unto you uh, Tazapah and his entire family including his mother, Miss Catherine, who, we, who I call Ma Dukes. We, we lift up to you, Father, uh, Miss Barbara's husband, Mr. Charles, who is the help of Miss Catherine. Father, we lift, we lift up unto you, Yenawadon, our friend and our brother Yenawadon, who, who has helped us out tremendously, not only here in San Antonio, but also in Albuquerque, and, and the endeavors that, we, that we've tried to do in trying to push your, your, your truth forward. Father, we lift up unto you, the brother Gabar, Ya'ala, out there in Florida with his wife, Aisha, and her mother, Ruthie Mae Johnson, and for their nieces, their niece and nephew, Keontae and Rihanna. Father, we lift up unto you our brother, Shamkwadash, and his wife, Mariah, and their son, Kazakia. Father, we ask that you might please be with them. Father, we lift, we lift up unto you brother LV, brother Lavander, and his mother, Pat Washington, and his cousin, 
Lashonda Washington, Father. Father, we lift up unto you our sister Quadashaya, who is the wife of our brother Manabad. Father, we, we lift up unto you Sean Stark, Sylvia Khan, Yama, and our brother Kazakabar. And Father, we lift up unto you the sister Ainawa here in uh, here in San Antonio, the daughter of our, of our brother uh, Gaia Labar. And Father, it, it is recorded in Numbers chapter six, verse twenty-seven, that we shall put the, put your name upon the children of Israel, and the Father, you will bless them. So we ask, Father, in imitating these things, that you might look into our hearts and see that we're trying. Um, and in the name and reputation of, of Christ, who prayed for others and not for himself. And we thank you for this always. Thank you. Thawada, Thumyad, Aman. All right, brothers and sisters, where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? I got a call. Oh, Brother Kizakabar, please forgive me. The Brother Kizakabar had called in. He's trying to call in right now. Damn. Everybody, let me see if I can do this real quick. Hold on, please. All right, my apologies, my apologies. I, I, I missed this call. I, I looked up and I... I looked up and I missed his call. So maybe he might call back. And he, right now, brothers and sisters, he's locked up. Now I'm just going to be honest with you. He's locked up. He's going through it right now. Um, mm. Okay. All right. Um, okay, let me get my head back together. Let me get my head back together. Moving on with the class. Okay, moving on with the class. With the class, with the class, with the class, with the class. Moving on with the class. One second, y'all. All right, 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 all right. Shalom, 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 shalom. All right, brothers and sisters, I've been, I've been going over this series. All right, I've been going over the series. Uh, where am I at right here? Okay. <sighs> no, I'm sorry, brothers and sisters. Uh, I, I, I must admit, the brother Kazakabar. Uh, that right now is kind of throwing throw, throw me off, uh, throwing my, my mind off a little bit. 
um, he actually is locked up. And yes, true enough, uh, um, things happen because of our own decisions, our own choices, and that's 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 not uh, that goes without saying. That goes without saying that our own wickedness shall correct us. All right, um, that's that's a given. Um, but one thing I consider and I do think about is the scriptures tells us that from being in this truth, right? Um, from being in this work and and doing the highest calling that can be given to a person is in helping to wake up the 12 tribes of the nation of Israel and help leading them back to the most high. Help leading them back to their God, to our God. That's the highest calling a human being could ever be called into. All right. Um, and with that being said, knowing that and helping to awaken the 12 tribes of Israel, that from the prophecies, once we get the 144,000 of those who are sealed, that really show they believe. They hear the word, they believe the word, and they trust in the word. And they pass, we, they pass all the humility tests that, that they're going to have to endure, have to go through. That once that number is reached and achieved, we're out of here. We are out of here. According to Revelation chapter 7, chapter, we're gone. Right? Not just 144,000, but the most high is going to save that one-third of Israel. Armageddon is coming. And, and God's righteousness can start to now reign on the earth. With that being said, that means that every government, every other kingdom, every other empire is going to be put down. All right? That there's not going to be any democracy, any communism. There's not going to be any other forms of government on the planet earth. It's going to be God's kingdom on earth is in heaven. And in knowing these things that, yes, the enemies of God, are, are going to put up the hardest, biggest fight that, that mankind, that human, and, and has ever been seen in human history, which the Bible, you know, alludes to as being the name Armageddon. So to be a part of, of the awakening, to be a part of the first fruits, to help, in, help, in, to help awaken that 144,000, and knowing that, that in waking up the 144,000, we do make ourselves targets. All right, that that you're gonna make yourself a target. Matter of fact, uh, when we go to Isaiah chapter 59, let me slow my mind down a little bit. Um, when we go to Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 15, in Isaiah chapter 59 and verse 15, it says, "Yeah, truth faileth." And he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there is no judgment. There was no judgment. So even here in the scripture, it's prophesied that when we depart from evil, um, and evil is, is all the ways of the world, all right? All the ways of the world that go against the Father. All the ways of the world, the traditions and customs um, of society. Not just the the the, uh, the porn hubs, not just the uh, the evil rock and roll um, rap music, everything, 
every custom that we learn from our parents who learned it from their grandparents who learned it from their grandparents, every tradition um, has been against God. That our enemies have gone through great extents and great means to have us go against God and to get it in our minds, to train us as children, that as we become adults and become grown-ups, that we will not depart from the traditions and from the, the institutionalizing that, they, that we have been subject to. Not just from being in an actual prison or in an actual jail, but just by being in, in society today. That just by being in society today, that truth faileth. That God's word, it fails. Because people have never seen God's word being actually applied. People haven't seen it. They've seen, they've seen a Baptist mentality applied. If your family grew up Baptist, they've seen a. Um, uh, if your, your family believed in education, they've seen the, the the application of if you go to school and go to college and you get this degree, and they've seen how applying those things and, and what's learned from those those aspects, how that works. But one thing that has not been seen, brothers and sisters, is people actually using the Bible the way God intended. They haven't seen that before. That's been hid. It's been a mystery. It really has been. So to come back now and be at a point where we have people have the opportunity to be examples of applying God's word, to be the light to the Gentiles, to, 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 to be the light um, in the midst of, of, of gross darkness, like several scriptures says, to be that example to people who have never seen the Bible actually being applied. They've seen religion. We've seen religion. We, we, we've seen everything, but we've not actually seen the Bible being applied. We've seen uh, philosophy and doctrines be applied, but not the actual application of the scripture. We've seen, if we sing gospel music all day long till, our, till, till we turn blue in the face, we've seen that. But to actually get into the book and actually apply and do what the book says, that's that's been hidden, brothers and sisters. That has been hidden. That's a mystery that's been hidden. So be a part of this awakening. We do make ourselves a prey. I mean, you're going to be you, you make yourself open for attack. Not only from our, the enemies of God, which you can read about in the 83rd Psalms, um, which are yes, the nations of the world who do not want to see the Israelites wake up. We wake up. It's over for not just not just America. All the governments of the world. Done. Done. God's law and righteousness is going to reign in the earth. Done. No more voting. Again, no more communism. If, if you have uh, 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 countries where they have emperors or 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 Monarchs or whatever, that's all that's done. Done. So that one to keep us asleep, the benefit of making sure we don't wake up, the benefit of making sure we stay distracted. And as we do try and wake up and become these examples, it tells you you're gonna make you make yourself a prey. You make yourself open for attack. And yes, it does displease the Lord. It does make him displeased. 
but at the same time, he's using that as an as as the the standard or the measure to see who loves him or not. Truly. So, if we understand these things, and this is one thing I understood when I first came in, back when I was 19 years old, that being a part of this truth, you know, Christ says count the cost. And to follow Christ, have we really counted the cost of what it means to follow Christ in these days and times? Christ told us, I, I came at this in peace for the sword. Christ told us, I didn't come for peace, I came for division. He tells you, he told us these things. So to be at a point where now I want to make sure that, that everything stays peaceful with everybody. Do you realize you're going against Christ? I don't want to say, say nothing about the Bible to anybody because that might make them upset. But ain't that why Christ woke us up? So he can see who loves him or not, including us. But in doing so, you're going to make yourself a prey. We make ourselves a prey, not a predator, a prey. Remember, behind Isaiah 59, verse 15, let's go to Matthew chapter 10. And verse 16. Let's read the words of Christ. All right. Let's read the words of Christ, of Yahweh Shai. Whatever word you need to use to understand who we're talking about him, not me. Talk about him. This is what he said. Again, to his students, to the ones who really who are who are following him. In Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, he says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Do you hear what's being said, brothers and sisters? Are you hearing what the Lord said? Or better yet, not just hearing, are you reading? Matthew chapter 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. What do, what do wolves do to sheep? Good thing in these days of YouTube, you can go and look it up. Wolves attack sheep. Sheep have no defense. Sheep don't have sharp teeth. Sheep don't have great vision. Sheep don't have fast legs where they can run. They don't have any of those things. They don't have superior hearing. They don't have superior smell where they can smell a, 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 a predator. They don't have camouflage. And we listen to the words of Christ. This brother chime one more time, brothers and sisters. Give me one second, okay? Give me one second. I'm, it, my apologies. My apologies. I couldn't. I couldn't get through. And I, I know people are gonna be upset at that. Um. Anyway, and 
Matthew chapter 10, verse 16, it says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. We're, we're going to be put in positions where we're going to be attacked. All right, we're going to be put in positions that if you're really a follower of Christ and you're doing right by Christ, you're going to be, we're going to be attacked. All right, we're going to be attacked mentally, spiritually, and physically. We're going to be attacked. All right, this way is it's necessary for a person. You got to get your mind right. You have to let Christ say, you got to count the cost of what it takes to follow Christ. That you, we, 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 we are volunteering to put ourselves in positions where we're going to be attacked. All right. When we jump down to verse 34 of the same chapter, he tells you, and a man's foes, um, verse 36, and a man's foes shall be there of his own household. All right. That, that we're going to be attacked. So I'm just saying this, brothers and sisters, that the reason I, I do try and reach out, I want to reach out to this brother, Kazakabar, to be locked up. Um, and he made some foolish decisions. I'm not going to say he didn't even say he didn't. But to be locked up and to be by yourself. The scripture does say, warning him that's alone. That if he falls, he has nobody to help him up. And to know that to, 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 to be um, just alone. And I know Christ did say in St. John 8, 829. Let me get that real quick also. Um, in John eight twenty nine, it says, "And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please Him. That yes, just like our, our forefather Joseph was thrown in, in in the dungeon by himself, he was sold into Egypt as a as a young man, seventeen years old, by himself. And we do have those examples in the in the Bible, those examples in the scriptures." Um, Christ been left by, alone by himself. Everybody left him. But to, to be able to reach out to somebody who might be alone and to be able to help share scriptures with them and to remind them about the words of Christ, whatever, um, that they can depend and, and have hope and, and, and in Christ, in the scriptures, you, you know. Um, whereas, whereas a lot of other people take take the scriptures for it. Um, they don't take they 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 make they make it they make light of the situation they have, and the access they have to scriptures. There's no appreciation. Now there's no appreciation. So anyway, just just uh, let let me get off that. The series that I'm going over, brothers and sisters, is, is the series right now concerning. Making sure your foundation is strong. Make sure you're building your house upon a strong foundation. We're on episode nine of this, and it's part two of Seek, Seek My Face. And brothers and sisters, one thing I really want to try and get, get across, I hope that does come across, but we understand now that it says God's word does not go out void, but it's, it's going to accomplish what he wants. One thing I'm hoping to pass on in this series is as we're building our foundations in Christ, our faith in Christ, our belief in Christ, let's make sure or let's understand that there was a time that the Mosai hid his face, has been hiding his face from us. 
Okay. I, I, uh, that I hope I hope in the last class and class before that, that that I did that, and even the series that we've been covering, that God, because of our abominations, because of our opinions, because of the choices that we that we continue to make as a nation of people, from the day that God brought the Israelites out of Egypt, our decisions, our choices, our perspectives, our our, our way of looking at things, has really made God angry. And only because of his promise that he made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, has he not totally just destroyed and wiped out and obliterated the nation of Israel, like he has done the Jebusites, like he has done the Midianites, like he's done many nations that we don't know who the hell, where they went. They're gone. That he didn't do that with the nation of Israel because of his promise that he made to Abraham, the promise he made to Isaac, and the promise he did make to Jacob. And the covenant that he entered into with the nation of Israel at the Mount Sinai. All right, that he made that covenant. He made a contract. He gave God gave his word to the nation of Israel. But we have been we have been continually breaking that covenant to where it got it's gotten to the point where God has turned his back on us. To 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 it, it's not even the fact that, that God has to go out of his way to get us. As much as God is just let me say it like this. Let me say it like this. A lot, there's a lot of people who have an argument. In their reasoning, that if God, this this is what people use to justify. One of the reasons they, they justify why they don't believe in the Bible, they'll say things like, "Well, if God is an all-knowing God, and God knows everything, then why would God let rapists rape women or rape rape little boys? If God knows everything, then why are there crack babies?" If God knows everything, then, then why is there so much evil and death in the world? Well, brothers and sisters, God does know everything. And before it got to those levels, God was trying to warn the children of Israel what decisions they needed to make back then before it got to the point it's at now. I, I, I hope that, that that's kind of registering for, you know, starting start to, 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 to take some of the scales off people's eyes. Yes, God does know everything. And God prophesied that before it got to this level, if we don't start making, going back in, in history, if we don't start making good decisions back then in choosing his way, it's going to get to the point it's at now. And he's been warning us, and particularly the children of Israel, he's been warning since the days we came out of Egypt that if we don't choose his way, which is life, if we don't choose his way and, and to adopt his opinion, to adopt his way of looking at things, and to let go of our own mind, what we think, what we see, and what we think is right, that the end of it is death. Remember, remember this, brothers and sisters. Let me, let me pull the scripture up as it just came to my mind. Let's go back to Deuteronomy. Um, I think it's six. C H O choose life. It's Deuteronomy chapter 30. Deuteronomy chapter 30. And brothers and sisters. Uh, <sighs> This 
this is one, one, one of the reasons why it's important that we go over the Torah. That these words, that we might remember these words were said. Right? In Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, it says, and this was Moses. Remember, the book of Deuteronomy, when we go through the chronology, um, and putting a, 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 um, um, a time context, a chronological context on how things and when things were written and what was going on when, when the book of Deuteronomy was written. Remember, remember, the book of Deuteronomy, this was written like the last month of that 40 years of Israelites being in the wilderness. All right, just like that last month. And the book of Deuteronomy is like Moses begging the children of Israel before we were about to go into the promised land and before he's about to be taken away from us and we're about to not go into the promised land, the book of Deuteronomy, the whole book of Deuteronomy is the words of Moses to us. It's the last message he was trying to give to us and impart to us before we go into the promised land and he had to go back to the Father. He's begging us, trying trying to give the sense of urgency to us from prophesying and telling us about the consequences of, of things that was going to happen, the blessings and the curses. I mean, he, he, he is really laying it on to the Israelites. All right. So now in Deuteronomy chapter 30, verse 19, he says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Verse 20, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God. And that thou mayest obey his voice, and that thou mayest cleave unto him, for he is thy life, and the length of thy days, that thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, and to Jacob, to give them. So this is Moses, I mean, with the last bit of reasoning damn near, he could try and pass on to us. Choose life. I'm, I'm, I've laid out before you life and death. I've laid it out. Blessing and cursing. Now, if you choose this, you'll get the blessings. If you choose this, you'll get the cursings. you get the curses. I'm laying this out for you, but you've got to make your choice. We have to make our choice. Therefore, choose life. That thy, thou and thy seed may live. So as we're sitting here in the year 2024 and we see how much death and destruction and hurt and pain and, 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 and destruction is out here in this world, God gave us the choice before it got here. God gave the nation of Israel the choice before it got to this point. So now it's pretty obvious, what did the nation of Israel, knowing that now the nation of Israel had a choice, what did the nation of Israel, what did we choose? We chose death. So when we're sitting there mad and angry, why'd you kill my mama? Why'd you kill my daddy? Why'd you kill my best friend? Why I went through this? Why I went through that? Why, 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 have, why has life been so hard? We chose this. And I know that people looked at Kanye West like he was crazy, that we chose slavery. But really, we did. Because we didn't choose to keep God's commandments that he might bless the nation of Israel in the land that he promised to our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We chose not to keep his ways 
and then we chose to leave the promised land and get kicked out of the promised land to come over here to the Americas, to be kicked out across the whole wide world, away from the best land on the planet Earth, known as the Fertile Crescent, known as the land of Palestine, known as the land of Israel. We chose to, let, to have that ripped from us and had nothing but death. We chose this. And God, so when we, again, when we had that mentality of, so if there is a God, why he let all this happen? Well, before he let this happen, he warned us what would happen for the choices we made. Now, we're sitting here and saying, well, God should have said something. God should have did something. For for how many thousand years did he prophesy to the Israelites? If you keep making the choices you're making, death is at the end of this road. Misery is at the end of this road. Dysfunctional families is at the end of this road. You keep going down this road. You're not going to like what's at the end. And and in every sense of, of the of the, phrase, the truth of the phrase, and be damned if we're not living the truth of what God said was going to happen. The only hope that we have is that God sent Jesus Christ that we might repent. God sent Jesus Christ that we might now repent. And, and regain access to the blessings. So that argument of, again, of if God is all-knowing and all-powerful, then why he let this happen? And being all-knowing and all-powerful, he, he, he let us know before it got to this point, for the choices you make, that's what I have at the end of that road. Don't make those choices that li- that lead you there. We didn't listen. Our own stubbornness, our own hard-headedness, our own opinions has reject God's word. Has not believed God's prophecies. Which put us here. Now, this, this, just like with Moses, with the book of Deuteronomy, trying to implore the children of Israel, choose life. You might dwell in God's blessing, choose life. This is like now, if this, we're almost in the same position right now. As God is ready to now deliver and bring his kingdom, repent, change. Choose life that we might now receive God's true blessing. What are we going to choose? Because we're coming to the end of this kingdom. Just like the end finally came for us to be in Egypt. That day finally came when God, we left out of Egypt, ancient Egypt. That day finally came. The Passover, it finally came. The time is coming. We're about to leave. God's going to bring us out of this current Egypt, this spiritual Egypt, this Babylon the Great, and going to bring his kingdom 
the kingdom of heaven on earth like it is in heaven? What choice are we going to make? But I guess before you can solve a problem, you have to admit that you have one. I guess you can't fix a problem if you don't know you have a problem. So if we don't understand that God hid his face from us and from our parents and from our grandparents and from, from our loved ones, if we don't realize that, then we're never going to think that what we taught, what we learned from them and the choices they make, we're never going to get to a point where we're going to understand that they made wrong choices. They've been making wrong choices because God has had his face hid from us. So when we look up the term, seek my face in the scriptures, when it, we look up that term, seek my face, it says in a basic sense, it means to give God our attention, our thoughts, to, to put his presence ever before us. To seek God means to be about him. He becomes our object, our direction, our destination. Now, why is this important, brothers? Is because living in society, the, the object of your desire might not be God. The the dream you, that you're looking to live might not be you. That it's not what God's dream. It's not it's not God. The object of your direction, your goals, are they in tune, aligned with God? That we're seeking God's face because God hid his face from us. And, and the point I'm trying, I, I hope to get to, brothers and sisters, and, and going over this, I hope we get to the point where we, we, we understand the depth of, of, of the meaning of this, of this term, of this phrase, that we've been going wrong for generations. And we've not been seeking God's face. We've been seeking the object of our own desires. We've been seeking the object of our family's desires. We've been seeking the object or the direction of what society dictates, but we've not been seeking that which is about God. We've not been seeking that which pleases God. That for generations, we've been seeking those things that please society, that makes us good in the eyes of society, whether our society is our family, whether society is, is you're on the, the, the community board, whether your society is, is if you're a gangster, a thug, Whatever that, that you're trying to be accepted within that realm. You're trying to be accepted within the realm of entertainment or the realm of sports or the realm of whatever it might be. You're trying to be accepted in the hip-hop nation. You're trying to be accepted in the goth nation. You're trying to be accepted in, in a damn anime cartoon nation. But have we made God the object of our destination? Have we made God the object of our direction of which way we're going to go? And what choices we're going to make. That it's time for us to seek God's face. It's time for us to seek to do things the way God wants things done. Because we have not been seeking God's face. We've been seeking the approval of our parents. Not the approval of God. We've been seeking the approval of a school counselor. Not the approval of God. We've been seeking the approval of a, of a, of a, of a, of a coach. Not the approval of God. We've been seeking the approval of a band director. Not the approval of God. We've been seeking the approval of, of, a, of a mason house. Not the approval of God. We've been trying to accept the, we've been trying to seek the approval of, of the honor society. We've been trying to seek the, the approval of, of 
the uh, whatever uh, uh, Hall of Fame. We've been seeking the approval of these things, which means we have not been seeking the approval or the direction or the destination of God. That now it's time for us to seek God's face. That let God become the object of what we're trying to achieve. That how do we get God's see God's face and make sure we're going in His direction and towards His destination? Because we have not been. Our people have not been. Our people are seeking the destination or the direction of let me just be a good taxpaying citizen. For a lot of men, I've been seeking just the the, the, the object of, and direction of what my woman wants, that she might now be my woman. Happy wife, happy life. That we've been seeing the direction or the object or the destination of what society says a man is. You better work. No matter if you know how to read the Bible or not, you better work and bring in money. Okay, is that God's direction? Is that God's destination for, for is that God's destination? Is that the object of what God is after? Women, forbear childbearing because you need to make sure you stack your chips. You need to make sure you got your money right. And that all the that to be, you know, the object of what God wants from a woman to be that God, that godly mother. For as much as women say things like, I want a God-fearing man, do you really? Do you understand what that means? To get a God-fearing man. And we're talking about the God of the Bible, not the God of the Baptist church. Not the God of, of, of you know, T.D.J. talking about women that are loosed. Are you seeing that man who's actually trying to learn and trying to please God? That that's the object we're after. That's the direction that God is going. That is God's destination. We have to get ourselves aligned with God because we have not been aligned with God. When we go to the Apocrypha, when we go to the Apocrypha, to Ecclesiasticus chapter 2, verse 15, we're going to be verses 15 through 17. Ecclesiasticus, or Sirach, chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, it says, They that fear the Lord will not disobey his word, and they that love him will keep his ways. Verse 16, They that fear the Lord will seek that which is well-pleasing unto him, and they that love him shall be filled with the law. They that fear the Lord will prepare their hearts and humble their souls in his sight. That we're going to seek to do the things that are well pleasing unto the Lord. Which, it, which is going to go against, this is where he says, I came not to in peace but a sword. It's going to go against the direction 
the object of desire, the destination of our families, of the world, of, of whatever school education you might be involved with, and whatever the society, whatever, whatever realm you choose to, to, to uh, try to lean on, of the duties of a man, duties of a woman, duties of a child, duties of, 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 of a, a, a daughter, it's going, it, those are not in line with what God wants. That's not God's direction or God's destination. We have, and we, that has been foreign to us as a people. But now, we have an opportunity to seek God's face and to do that which is well-pleasing unto him. Not to the scholarship board. Not to the sergeant major. Not to just the boss at work. Not just to the mason lodge. Not just to whatever union you've joined. Not to the church you belong to. But to actually now do that which is well-pleasing unto God. To seek to do which is pleasing in his eyes, which is going to make you a prey. Why Christ told us, he warned us. He let us know already before, before we get there. I set you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. When you stop going the same direction as everybody else, and we ask you to start following Christ, you're going to make yourself a prey. People are going to attack you because we're not going the, 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 the norm that now we're following Christ. We read it earlier, St. John chapter 8, verse 29. We read it earlier, St. John chapter 8, verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I do always, always, always those things that please him. Always. Why? Because God said, seek my face. These are the words of Christ. That why does Christ know that God has not left him? Because he says, for I do always. Not sometimes. Not, you know, not, not that mentality of the world that teaches you well, nobody's perfect. You know how people use that as a justification? Nobody's perfect, so why try to be perfect? Even though Christ did say, be ye perfect. Let me, let me get that real quick. Let me, let me not just quote that. And I'm using that as, as an example, brothers and sisters, about how, look at how society has, has got us twisted. And how we justify. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect. Come on, y'all. But look at how society will have us justify why even try. Or let me put in the minimum effort for God. Because ain't nobody perfect. But what did Christ just here say? What, what, what did the Savior just say right here? I know you, you, you might not know this, but it's Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. C- c- come on, y'all. But 
Look at how society has been programming your mind to justify why you don't have to be perfect, that no one's Christ, that, that, that Christ was an angel. Christ had it easy. Nobody's ever gone through what you're going through, so, so there's got to be a justification or understanding of why if you don't try your best because you've been through things in your life. Come on. You, you, when Christ was born, people were trying to kill him. When he was born, when he was born, he had to go to a whole other country because people were trying to kill him. Christ grew up in Nazareth, and they said, can anything good come out of Nazareth? So what does that make Nazareth? A ghetto. So we want to, we really want to get and be in this position where you're going through something that that is more horrendous than what Christ went through or the apostles or the disciples went through. Come on, y'all, we we tripping. But look at how society has programmed your mind to accept that mentality, which shows that we've been going against God. We've been going against God. Let me pull these scriptures up. St. John 8.29. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, chapter 8, verse 29. And it Let's go to St. John 4.34. In St. John chapter 8, verse 39, brother and Christ said, And he that sent me is with me. The Father hath not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. Let's get some more words of Christ. When we go to St. John, the book of John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, John chapter 4, verse 34. In John chapter 4, verse 34, there's again Christ saying, Jesus says unto them, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. So not only is Christ understanding that God has not left him alone because he, he for I do always those things that please him. Christ saying, my meat, what feeds me, meat, uh, M-E-A-T, meat. What feeds and sustains Christ, what keeps Christ going is to do the will of of him that sent me to do the will of the father not to have God do my will not to have God make things happen the way I want it to happen or because of, of how my parents taught me how society taught me how the people I surrounded myself taught me Christ said my meat is to do the will of him that sent me what Christ feeds off of to do the will of God and to finish his work. Christ saying what sustains him, what gives him life, what gets him up every morning is to do the will of him that sent him 
as you finish the work that God wants done, not the work that your school counselor wants done. Not the work of what society wants done. Not the work of of what a a, a promise you made to a a, a dying great great grandfather. But that what gets you up in the morning, what gives what gives you direction, what gives us direction, is to finish the work that God wants done, as we seek His face, to do that which is pleasing to Him, to make sure we're accomplishing the goals He wants done. And yes, brothers and sisters, there's not going to be a lot of people that are doing it. Do we, have we forgotten? Many are called, but few are chosen. Have we forgotten to make your calling and election sure? That brother keeps trying to call in, but I, but what's, what's what's happening is I can't do a three-way call. But when somebody calls you from jail or, for, or from prison, and they call you collect, or they call you on, they, they're paying for it, you can't do a three-way call. So as he keeps calling, keeps trying to catch his call, the phone keeps just keeps hanging up. I'm not, hopefully, hopefully things he's not in at such a mental mental place where where he's gonna do something stupid. Once I please be with him, I hope he makes some good choices. I hope you make some good choices. Come back now to St. John chapter 4, verse 34. All right. Come back now to St. John chapter 4, verse 34. Christ is saying what? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work, what he wants me to do. And look, and, and all I'm saying, brothers and sisters, have we looked and what work are we trying to finish? Are we trying to finish the work of this society and, and what this society dictates and how and what is supposed to be done? And what makes you good to be a member of this society? Or, or we, even a small society, a society of your own friends, a society of your own family. Are you trying to be about what they say is good and the work that they say should be done? Or are we really trying to achieve and do the work that God wants done? And again, if God has had his face hidden from us, then are we really making sure that what we set as our object, our direction, our goals, are, are those being given to us by God or by something or someone else? Because we want to make sure that we're building our foundation, that we're building our house 
and that our foundation is strong, that what we're putting together is backed by God. Make your calling and election sure. All right? From there, let's get St. John chapter 5, verse 30. All right, St. John chapter 5 and verse 30. I'm going to go back and forth from my notes to make sure I'm getting the right scriptures. So in St. John chapter 5, verse 30, again, we have what? The words of Christ in red. So who's speaking? Christ. St. John chapter 5, verse 30. It reads, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. Brothers and sisters, um, in this society, in this world we live in, this present evil world that the Bible says that we live in right now, Many times the person feels justified because the things they do is according to what they want. It's according to their own will or the will dictated to them from people who don't know God. That our mentality and our goals and our direction and the object of our desire that, we, that of what we're after has been given to us not by God but by people who don't know God. And then we are able to justify what we're doing because it's according to what we want. It's according to our own will. Not being humble, not submitting to what God wants, but to be forceful in what our will is. So again, in St. John chapter 5, verse 30, it says, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Now, why is Christ telling you that the way he judges things is, is the right way, that it, it's just? Please listen. I know I am. The, Christ's opinion is just. He is justified. Why? Because I seek not my own will. If you're justifying, if, if you're, the direction you're going to is because it's what you want, then according to how Christ is doing things, you're wrong. Because Christ's judgment is just because he's not seeking his own will, but the will of the Father which has sent me. So, as much as the, this society in this world would justify a person to do it your way, obey your thirst. Just do it. As much as these are the things heard within this society and drilled into our psyche and drilled into our minds, do it your way. Don't let nothing stop you. Don't let nobody tell you no. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps and go get what you want. That's not, you're not, in the eyes of God, you're not going to be justified. You're not going to be just. You're doing your will. And as long as you're in, in this society, in this world, you're doing, in, in, in God, wherever you're at, if it's about you doing your will, in God's eyes, there's no way in hell you're going to be justified. There's no way God's going to back you up. 
You're still seeking what you want, not what God wants. And is that not what got the Israelites in trouble in the first place, brothers and sisters? Not doing God's will, but doing what, what our own will based on the people we surround ourselves with? Didn't the Israelites keep trying to do the will of the Egyptians? That got the Israelites God upset with the Israelites because we kept trying to be like the Egyptians? Or we kept trying to be like the, the when God brought us into the promised land? Were we not still trying to do the things the way the people of, the, of that land did things? And did that, not, did that not get our relationship with God on thin rocks, on thin ice, I should say? That it eventually got us kicked out of his house? Not doing things his way? St. John. Chapter 5, verse 30. I can, of my own self, do nothing. As I hear, as I hear, I judge. And my judgment is just. Why? Because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent which has sent me. Brothers and sisters, are, 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 you, are we examining ourselves and are, are we really checking out the object of our desires, the direction we're trying to go into, the goals we're trying, the destination we're trying to reach? Are they really in the same direction as God or was it given to us by something else? And to live in a world where God has hit his face is it, more likely that the things that we're after have nothing to do with God. That everything that we're after has been dictated to us by people who have not known God when God said he hid his face from us. So if we're not going to be studying to always make sure that we're doing, we're seeking after God's will. And we're trying to just kind of go along with the flow. Just trying to go along with everybody else. Do y'all remember God told us that the whole world lies in darkness? That when it comes to God, God's will, the world is dark, dumb, ignorant, blind, untaught to what God's will is? St. John chapter 6, verse 38. St. John chapter 6, and verse 38. All right, St. John chapter 6, and verse 38. And let me, let me pull that up, scripture up real quick also. So let me just quote it. Um, W-O-R-L, world, V-A-R, dark. Yeah, partial match. W-O-R, W-O-R, world, L-I-E-T-H. Y'all give me one second. It's running from me. That scripture's running from me, and I want to get it. Um, Yes.
Right. Brothers and sisters, um, let's not forget Psalms chapter 82 and verse 5. Let's not forget Psalms chapter 82 and verse 5. And it says, they know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. This, this is what God is saying about the whole entire earth, brothers and sisters. That the whole, the entire planet Earth, they know not. Neither will they understand. Understand what? God's way. Because they don't know. Remember Hosea 4 and 6. My people destroy for lack of knowledge. Whose knowledge? God's knowledge. What God knows. How God understands things. Psalms 82 verse 5. They know not. Neither will they understand. The people of the world, they're not going to understand. The people who, who, who God has hid his face from, how they understand the ways of God when God has hid his face from them? And now they're trying to impose upon you their opinion, what they see, what they, their will, what they think is right, and it's in darkness. It's away from God. They walk on in darkness. They're blind. Remember Christ told us, leave them alone. They'd be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, what's going to happen? They're both going to fall into a pit? They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. Everything. All the foundations that people are building upon are out of course. They're wrong. Because it's not based on God's will. It's not based on God's direction. It's not based on the, the object of what God wants. Everybody else's foundation, what they're building on in the world is off. And you're going to continue to build on those things and God's trying to reveal to you his way? He might as well go ahead and play the lottery every day. Because you're gambling. You're gambling with your life. When we go to St. John chapter 6, verse 38, when we go to St. John chapter 6, verse 38, it says, For I have come down from heaven, not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how else to bring this out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will. What the will of him that sent me. I don't know how else to say this, brother and sister. I don't know how, how, how other ways Christ can say it. I am come down from heaven to do my own will. But the will of him that sent me. 
if we're really being sent by God, by Christ, then whose will are you following? And you take a hell of a gamble if if, if you're not making sure it's in what is it's, it's, it is the will of God and not the will of society. I mean, society, society in in the, in the extreme general sense that I could possibly make it extreme. So whatever society you might be fitting into, whatever society you might be pulling from, is and understanding what we just read in Psalms 82 and 5 that all the foundations of the earth are out of course. Everything that people are standing on is out of course. Everything people are depending on, that they've been standing on, is out of course when it comes to God's destination and it comes to God's will. Are you are you, are you making your your foundation sure? Is it based on doing God's will? I hope we're studying. I hope we're studying. And that we're repenting. So that now we can really be working on doing things according to God's will. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 31. Let's go to John chapter 14 and verse 31. The book of John chapter 14, verse 39. I'm sorry. The book of John chapter 14, verse 31. The book of John chapter 14, verse 31. It says, but that he, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father has given me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go thence. These are some of the scriptures that, that don't get read in church. John chapter fourteen verse thirty-one. John chapter fourteen verse thirty-one. But that the world may know that I love the Father. As the Father hath given me commandment, even so I do. So Christ is saying, this is how he's letting the whole world know he loves God. That he loves the Father by doing what? Keeping God's commandments. So... If that's the example Christ is leaving for us, are we doing the same thing? Are we making sure that our will is do the will of God that sent us? Are we justified in the eyes of God because we're not trying to do our own will, but do his will? Are we justified and know that that we love God because we're here to finish his work, what he wants us to do. His will, again, St. John chapter 14, verse 31, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. I don't know how, how how much more explicit Christ can get. I don't know how much more direct Christ can get. 
that the world may know that I love the Father, that I'm doing his will, his commandments, not seeking my own will, my own commandments, my own things, so that the world and God may know I love him more than I love myself. Christ had to come to be that example for the disciples, for the believers. Question is, are we going to choose to follow his example or not? Are we going to keep trying to keep justifying ourselves by doing our own will? And seeking, because I'm seeking what I want, that's what makes you justified? If Christ couldn't be justified by not seeking his own will, how is it you're justified by seeking what you want? Dictated to you by a, a world and a society and a people who don't know God, whose foundation is out of course when it comes to God. St. John chapter 15, verse 10. St. John chapter 15, verse 10. If we keep, St. John chapter 15, verse 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Brother says, I, I mean, these comparisons are, I mean, I mean, they're, they're, they're mind-blowing. If we keep, if we keep my command, keep Christ's commandments, you shall abide in my love. Then, then, cool. Christ will continue to love us. Because we keep his commandments. That, that, that's, that's a pretty easy statement. That's not, that doesn't require a, a deep breakdown. Hold on, brothers and sisters. Please hold on.
All right, all right, all right, all right. Um, let me see if this is broadcasting still. Let me see if this is still broadcasting. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, 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 hello. Testing, testing, one, two, three, testing. All right, cool. I, I guess it's still still broadcasting. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, we were in shit. Uh, St. John chapter 15 verse 10 is where I'm going to go. Okay, we just read that one. We just read that one. Um, Let's go to St. John 17 and verse 4. Let's go to St. John chapter 17 and verse 4. All right. Um, Yes, I wanted. I, I love this scripture right here. The scripture we started with, brothers and sisters, on, on, kind of on, on this on this um, line of, of a scripture we're going over in Saint John four thirty four. It says, "This again." Christ says what? In Saint John chapter four, Christ says, "Christ says unto them, My meat is to do the will of Him that sent me, and to finish His work." When we jump to St. John chapter 17, now by the time we get to the 17th chapter of John, listen to what Christ is saying. St. John chapter 17 verse 4, Christ says, I have glorified thee on the earth. How did Christ glorify God? Now, we've been taught by society because we sing songs. Because some, some, some woman gets, a, gets a, a, a tambourine, somebody gets on the drums, Somebody gets on a piano or the organ, um, and now that's how we glorify God. That before I eat, I I I I I I send a prayer before I eat, and that's glorifying God. Okay, that's what we've been taught. But check out what Christ says. All right, let's let's check out what Christ says. Saint John chapter seventeen verse four says, "I have glorified thee on the earth. How I have finished the work." which thou gavest me to do. So, if we're going to really examine ourselves, if we're really going to make sure that our foundation that we're building, our, the house we're building, really is that we're really doing the right thing and it's, and it's being built the right way. Christ here is saying how he glorifies God. How does God get glory? You know, because just about every religion that you go to, glory be to God. How does God get his glory? Well, Christ is telling us how he gave God glory. Not by singing no damn song. Not by getting some, some marijuana. Getting blown out of his mind and talking about Jah. Christ said, St. John chapter 17, verse 4. I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me to do. If we're going to give God the glory, then are we finishing the work he gave us to do? But if I don't know what work he gave me to do, then how can I glorify God? 
I'm so busy trying to trying to trying to do the work that my that society gave me, and I'm trying to make sure I get those things accomplished. Then how am I making sure I got the work that God wants me to do? How am I making sure I get that done? Then now God might get the glory. And if God hid his face from us, then every foundation that we've been given from society, for whoever it is in society, mom, dad, sister, brother, actor, poem, uh, uh, entertainer, uh, college professor, teacher, um, uh, motivational speaker, whoever it might be, coach, if they're giving me their will, or what they want me to do. That's not God's will. If I'm looking at some influencer on YouTube, on TikTok, on Snapchat, that's not doing God's will. I'm not finishing the work God wants me to finish. Then now God will get the glory. When we go to St. John, I'm sorry, we're in John. Let's go to Matthew. Let's go to Matthew chapter 13, verse 6. Sixteen. Matthew, check it out, check it out, check it out, check it out. When we go to Matthew chapter 13 and verse 10, the book of Matthew chapter 13, verse 10, it says, And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? All right. Even when Christ taught, how did Christ speak to people, to the masses? Let me get this up. I do want to get this. Um, search. When we look at parable in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, parable in Webster's 1828 Dictionary, it says parable. Um, a, um, a fable or allegory, relation or representation of something real in life or nature from which a moral is drawn for instruction, such as the parable of the trees uh, choosing a king in Judges chapter 9. The parable of the poor man and his lamb, 2 Samuel chapter 12. The parable of the ten virgins, Matthew chapter 25. Uh, to represent by fiction or fable. Uh, 
fiction, the act of feigning, inventing, or imagining as by the mere fiction of the mind, that which is feigned, invented, or imagined, um, that Christ spoke to people, I mean, he, he wasn't just 100% clear. I'm going to say it like that. He, he wasn't 100% clear. And his disciples asked him, why do you speak to the masses and don't just tell them straight up what's going on? Right? This is Christ for his disciples and the, you know, 6,000 here, 3,000 here, 5,000 here. Masses of people that he spoke to in parables to where his disciples, his students were even asking him, why do you speak to them in parables? Check it out, verse 11. He answered and said unto them, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but not to them it is not given. Brothers and sisters, do you understand, do you get that when Christ spoke, taught, he was in Israel? So he was speaking to Israelites in parables? And that even among Israelites, it wasn't given to all Israelites to understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? I, I, You you might know the mystery of how 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 to get your credit score to eight thousand. You you might know the mystery of how to get um, your PSAT score to whatever. You might know the mystery of how to um, solve problems that you have going on at work. You you might not know how to do those things. You might have that, but are those what you know? Is that have any anything to do with the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven? So when they ask him, why do you speak to the masses in parables? Please read what Christ's reply is. Matthew chapter thirteen verse eleven. He answered and said unto them. Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it is not given of how to get to heaven. Verse 12. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away, even that he hath. So to the masses, if they don't get it, they're going to lose everything anyway. But to the disciples that are getting the mysteries to the kingdom of heaven, when it's time for the kingdom of heaven, the disciples are going to have more. Ooh. That that must have hit a lot of people upside the head. That there's going to be a ranking system, a class system in the kingdom of heaven. Verse 12, for whosoever hath, or verse 13, therefore speak I, therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. He says, well, yeah, I don't waste my time speaking to them, things that are very clear and evident, 
Because they, they'll, they'll, they, they're not going to see what I'm talking about anyway because their mind is on what they want. Their mind is on their own will. Their mind is on what their mom said, their dad said, society says, um, um, uh, that, that school counselor said, uh, what the job says. Their mind is not on what God says. Their mind is on other things. So they're hearing. They're not going to hear it, and they're not going to understand. Well, why I got to do it that way? That's not going to help me in, in what I got and what I'm trying to get done. That, that that God's way is not trying to is not going to help me get to my goal. God's ways of doing things is not going to help me reach the object of what I'm after. So I understand how that's going to help. And unfortunately, that's the way of a lot of people today in this world. The Bible is not going to help you try and get. The Bible will not help you get to what your goal is. The Bible is going to give you instructions on how to reach what God wants. The Bible is going to give you instructions on how to reach and do God's will. Verse 14. Matthew chapter 13, verse 14. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, Esaias, which is Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. Verse 15. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, least at any time. They should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. A lot of people don't want to be converted. They don't want to be changed from their goal, their destination, um, the object of their desire. They don't want to change that. And God, Christ knows this. God knows this. You don't want to change. You, you, you're that we stay hell-bent on what we are after. Verse 16, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you, that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Even among righteous, there was a lot of righteous men who didn't see the things that Christ's disciples got a chance to see. There's many righteous men. They were doing right by God and didn't get a chance to hear information that Christ was giving to the disciples that wasn't given to the masses. So I'm saying, brothers and sisters, is I guess, like Cube said, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. Whose work are you trying to finish? Whose goals are you after? What is the object or the destination that you're trying to get to? And is that what God wants? Is that dictated by God? Or are you, like the world says, God, if it be thy will, give me a million dollars. Now, 
God, if it be thy will, give me this car. Why are you guessing if it's going to be God's will when God lived through his book? Or is your mind clogged, cloudy, and going after the wrong thing? All right, so with that, brothers and sisters, we, we are going to end. The, I see the two hours has, has elapsed. I didn't, hear, I didn't hear the timer go off. Uh, where am I at? Where am I at? Where am I at? Let me get back to my lesson here. Uh, so we finished that. We're going to make a, uh, this is going to be a part three to this. Episode 10 is going to be part three because I don't want to rush through this. I don't want to rush through, 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 through this understanding. Let me see here. You know, there's gonna be a part three. Cause I probably I did I did a, a review of part one as we get into part three. So there is gonna be a part three to this. There is gonna be a part three to this. All right, with that, brothers and sisters, uh, I do want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, today is Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. All right, we, we finished our class tonight. And I always spoke to the Brother Tosapos. Tosapos class is going to be tomorrow evening. Um, he has to work tomorrow morning. So his class will be tomorrow evening. All right, his class will be tomorrow evening. So please tune in and check him out uh, for to continue with blog talk with uh, as he continues with tomorrow being Thursday. So he will continue with the uh, for your information episodes. Right? He will be continuing with the for your information episodes uh, tomorrow here on Blog Talk. Again, remember tomorrow you also have available to you. Uh, tomorrow being Thursday, you have the um, uh, Facebook Live with the, the SOW, Nova Virginia Stream of Wisdom. Their Facebook Live class will start at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook Live. Uh, you're able to check them out. Um, and you also have on YouTube. You have SOW Rochester, New York, with the brothers Ayanala on their YouTube channel starting at 8 p.m. tomorrow evening as well on YouTube. So there's classes everywhere for you to be able to check out. Okay, the classes everywhere for you to check out and help get your mind straight, get your mind right, get get grounded, get strengthened, get rooted in the will of the Most High. All right. So with that, brothers and sisters, thank everybody for tuning in. Um, and with that, I'm gonna say shalom. Shema
Hail Israel, Yahweh our power, Yahweh is one. 